Hi, this is Carol, and welcome to episode 42 of Speakerman Speaks Retail, where we navigate retail from now to next through my latest retail trajectories and interviews with industry experts who help us chart the course. Now, my regular listeners know that I've been forecasting retailers rushing into the ad business for years, and more recently, that stores will evolve into media channels. Well, it's official. Retailers have gone positively mad for ads. They're monetizing their access to first-party consumer data collected from apps, loyalty programs, e-commerce, POS, and other touch points. Now, no two retailers are taking the same approach, but they're united in their mission to turn brands into paying customers. So now you've got Best Buy, Target, Walmart, Carrefour, Tesco, Kroger, and even dollar stores setting up in-house agencies. It really has become the rule rather than the exception really quickly. And it's no wonder. Because even though you'll hear all kinds of different predictions on the overall size of the prize, everyone agrees that retail media is a multi-billion dollar opportunity. So the ad biz has also emerged as a profitable solution for retailers as supply chain snags, labor shortages, inflation, and other margin killers slow down their growth. My guest has more than 15 years experience executing communications and innovation strategies for global consumer and B2B businesses. She's passionate about unlocking the full potential of retail media and making it easier for retailers to buy and sell it. As co-founder and CEO of Brand Crush, Teresa Aprile is on a mission to close the ad tech gap in retail. And she's also a true thought leader in the ad space. So I'm thrilled to have Teresa here to break down the possibilities and also to define how retailers and brands can take full advantage of the retail media opportunity. So it's great to have you on the show, Teresa. Thank you so much for being here. Great to be here, Carol. I always say that fragmentation and complexity spell opportunity. And when it comes to retail media, that's definitely the case because it's the Wild West out there right now. Retailers are moving in a million different directions. They're making all kinds of claims about their media capabilities. So how is Brand Crush taking this on, given all the complexity and the uniqueness and the fact that so many retailers are rushing in all at once? So our technology really solves for this complexity of multimedia channels, multiple execution partners, internal teams, and also then the critical parts necessary to book media and effectively execute it. We really look at that end-to-end solution for our retail partners, help them to simplify their processes so that brands can have a consolidated view of their supply investment across the entire retail ecosystem. So it sounds like the complexity is really what you're solving for and maybe even what brought you guys to the table. Exactly. It's very much, we saw that fragmentation in the industry. It was definitely my background and I, I found the same complexity working in the CPG marketing myself. And we see this complexity is really limiting their potential for scale and that ownership of their retail media ecosystem. Yeah, I can see that. Well, that obviously provides benefits to retailers, but are there benefits for brands also? Absolutely. Obviously, for retailers, we give them a technology that empowers them to take ownership of their entire retail media ecosystem, so in-store, out-of-store and online. And in doing that, they can transform their disparate processes, systems and spreadsheets into self-serve media portals that centralise and scale their media sales, but also at the same time in supporting retailers to make their media discoverable, bookable and measurable, we're providing the brands with the transparency they need to assess their return on media spend, their impact along the shopper journey and to have visibility of all campaigns at all times through real-time media portals. 
So it's this transparency that we then drive confidence to then drive more marketing dollars to retailers. And one of the key things that I'm quite passionate about and that we are passionate about with our retailers is we've got this one marketing team approach. So in the portal, we talk about, you know, bring in the entire marketing team from CMOs to brand managers, not just the sales reps that are calling into the stores because this team collaboration and transparency is key. I said to you before, you know, I'm a marketer. This is the world I've come from. This is the frustration that I felt and what actually really was the inspiration behind Brand Crush. And so our product strategy is really simple for brands. It's like if I could book any form of media with retailers as simply as I could book a Google or Facebook ad, make that discoverable, make that transparent, drive that measurement. That's what we're driving for brands and we're driving for that for brands as we empower our retail partners. So it's very much with that brand lens. That's the ultimate end game. Yeah, so it sounds like you're helping facilitate the conversation and sort of the mutuality and the collaboration that needs to take place with all of that complexity at work. Absolutely. There's a huge amount of complexity and there's also the silo mentality across retail media, across the entire ecosystem is limiting also brand dollars going to retailers, which is such an opportunity that's untouched at the moment because it's really difficult to understand what could an integrated marketing campaign look like with the retailer's ecosystem? Well, and when you talk about the opportunity from a big picture standpoint, talking about that size of the prize, I know from our offline conversations that even with these massive numbers that everyone's batting around, you actually think that most people are underestimating the revenue potential for retail media. So why is that? And do you have a forecast or sort of a contrarian perspective on it? Yeah, definitely I do. I've got a quite a passionate view about this. Firstly, I think that you need to start with a redefinition of what retail media is to properly value this opportunity. So retail media in the market, as it's been described today, is really only capturing on-site and off-site customer touch points. So think sponsored product ads, website banners, you know, first-party data. So according to McKinsey or BCG, wherever you read, that estimate alone is around $100 billion, And they're thinking that's going to be closer to like three years' time to be able to reach that. And also read recently that now retail media in that sense is taking up around 11% of digital spend, which is fabulous in terms of its acceleration. But at Brand Crush, when we think about retail media, we're considering the entire owned media retailer ecosystem. So all the touch points that retailers can reach their shoppers on their path to purchase and influence them, those touch points in store, out of store and online. So when you think about the omnichannel shopper today, across grocery, for example, more than 80% of sales are in-store. So for many retailers, that number is even higher. E-commerce doesn't represent more than 10% of some of their sales. So looking at that all together, the digitization of in-store, in-store audio, digital screens, shopping trolleys now also coming on board, and then you overlay that with the traditional shopper marketing, couponing, sponsorships that happen during events, you know, circulars, I honestly believe this opportunity is more like 4X what's being touted out there. You know, this is easily a $400 billion opportunity. The more structured retailers become in making this media available and measurable, the more marketing dollars will definitely be driven here. Wow, that's a pretty aggressive prediction, but I can see it. And especially to this term, non-endemic brands keeps coming up. I think that's sort of the next frontier because when we think of retail media and the opportunity right in front of us, it's all about suppliers and retailers and brands and retailers. 
But now there's a conversation about non-endemic brands or those that may be outside of retail, but wanting to tap into retailers' audiences and all of that wonderful data, right? Absolutely. And I think I'm probably being conservative when we even consider non-endemic. I think the size could be a lot bigger with the non-endemic market. I'm talking about just leveraging the current suppliers within the ecosystem. It's sizable and it's not being really scaled to the opportunity that's out there. So you add non-endemic brands in there and the retailers have this, they are the new media. They have got a, such a, an impressive ecosystem and shoppers are so close, obviously, to that point of purchase. They have such influence in that ecosystem. I think the opportunity is very undervalued right now. And I think it's undervalued because we've looked at it with the lens of what is the ad tech available right now in the market? Whereas if you take a much more of a top-down approach and look at the big vision, then you'll see that the opportunities are far more sizable and definitely something that retailers need to start to focus on. Well, and I want to go back to something that you mentioned when you talked about the digitization of stores. I have to believe that that's really going to impact and maybe even once again increase those projections of the value of retail media because of the data that they're going to be able to gather from stores through these digital initiatives. I mean, what do you think about that? And is that going to change the calculus? Oh, without a doubt. Like we're already seeing this happen. We're seeing print banners, you know, converting to in-store screens. We're seeing a huge amount of digital touch points being unlocked from cooler screens to like POS systems. Even recently at grocery shops or within Instacart, also some other partners, shopping trolleys with screens that are looking to unlock retail media. There's other opportunities within store, like audio is a massive opportunity. So I'm not seeing any shortage in regards to the digitization of the in-store opportunity. It's not going to be an overnight. It's definitely being accelerated and it's being accelerated with partners. So in-store obviously requires investment in hardware. So you have these third parties saying, I can actually support you with this retailer. I'll place the hardware in there for you and manage the media network that is connected to this piece of hardware, which is, you know, a fantastic solution to fast track that digitization but it also results in more fragmentation. So that's where consolidation of this is really essential for a retailer to highlight all the opportunities to their suppliers, make these touch points really easily bookable and drive that incrementality and measurability wherever they can. And then I also think the reality is that there's going to be certain touch points in store, Carol, that are never going to be digitised to a degree. Like in-store sampling, there's a degree of that, but there's also a degree where physical touch is always going to be relevant. End-of-aisle displays, for example, So retailers will always need to be able to support these multiple media channels. They require partners that help them to execute in this media, absolutely. So all those stakeholders are part of that ecosystem. You need to think about what the critical path is to execute on that. I definitely think that's going to impact how we look at that media opportunity and it's not as clear-cut as unlocking on-site. It definitely has far more complexities and requires far more consideration. And I think another really big factor that everyone needs to think about the digitization of in-store is who is managing this media. So in-store has been the domain of the merchandise teams and online, obviously, where the e-commerce teams focus. So retail media teams and retailers are not looking at in-store and vice versa. But reality is that brands, they need that omni-channel approach to retail media. They need to understand the moments of media impact along that shopper journey. So they're looking for that 360-degree approach. And that's what's driving this need for this 360-degree solution to consolidate those opportunities in-store, out-of-store and online. And as I said before, the retailers are the new media. They can drive more than digital and shopper dollars. They can command more of the marketing budget. 
and they can do so if they become much more sophisticated and centralized in their approach. That makes a lot of sense. And when you talk about hardware, that's an interesting conversation in and of itself because some of these mega platforms out there, Meta, Apple, and others are already spring-loaded to launch new hardware that will create more immersive experiences in physical environments. So is Brand Crush ready for that, ready for that additional layer of complexity that the hardware brings, not to mention conversations about the metaverse and virtual worlds and all of that? Yeah, absolutely. Our philosophy is very much you can't provide a 360-degree solution without collaboration. So we're already integrating with partner platforms like CMS platforms, these fantastic hub providers that are offering these really incredible touch points. And we know now, I think it's at least eight touch points that you need before you can influence anyone. So these touch points are really necessary in the ecosystem on that path to purchase. And when you talk about the metaverse, I'm actually quite, I love it. I think it's amazing (laughs) for our business. It's just another touch point. You know, I'm seeing Walmart being really active in this space to reach the Gen Z audience. As the metaverse becomes far more commerce enabled, it's going to be another very valuable media channel. So at Brandcrush, we really look at those opportunities. Initially, it could be just about sponsorship dollars going that way, and we can manage that through our platform. So we're paying attention to all the channels because they're going to constantly evolve and retailers need that consolidated approach to how they unlock and manage and scale these media opportunities across the ecosystem. First and foremost, we are a media management solution and we have that 360-degree asset management. And whether that is a media asset that is sitting in the chiller aisle in a store at a particular location or whether that's the metaverse, it's just another omni-channel touchpoint. You touched on before too the decision-making structures and marketing owning one piece and merchandising owning another. Do you have any of a perspective based on the projects that you've done today on what the ideal decision-making structure might be for retailers that want to launch and grow their ad businesses? And just in general, any best practices or pitfalls that you see either in terms of decision-making or just process? Yeah, no, absolutely. I think the best practices I've seen is where retailers start with their media strategy and structure. What is my vision? What is my media ecosystem and all the touch points that are in that ecosystem? What does a team look like to support that vision? What does then the tech stack look like to support that vision? What are the solutions, the hardware, the software to support the channels to execute? And also then the activation partners and vendors that support the channels for execution. Where I'm seeing retailers go wrong and is where they basically start the inverse of that, where they're starting from the bottom up. And what that does, it just adds more fragmentation into the ecosystem. So my recommendation in terms of looking at that ideal decision-making structure is start with the top-line vision and do an audit of your ecosystem. What are all the touch points that influence shoppers on their path to purchase? What is the value of those touch points? And if you start with that big vision and alignment to that vision, That enables you to scale. But I also think that when you're starting with that vision, there's probably a gap in retailers right now. And it's like, who is actually going to own that? So as I said to you, the merchandising teams and the retail media teams as they are today are very disparate and separate. You really need an alignment of those teams. And so that's really where to really forex the potential that's out there. So right now, I think there's very few retailers that have that lens or the people in place that are empowered to make that transformation. So that would be my first move, develop that one media structure, bring in those people that can centralize and think holistically and align the disparate teams. 
whether that's hiring them internally, appointing an agency, like people like Advantage that get the and understand the broader ecosystem, that's really where we start. We try to have the conversation at a much higher level. It doesn't make too much sense to go down to the siloed teams or to speak to those people that are quite transformative in their thinking because it needs to be that 360-degree retail media owner and not just thinking online. They need to be thinking in-store. They need to be thinking out-of-store. Really, when it comes to retail media, there should be no line. They need to look at their channels, the potential for each of them, and the opportunity, I believe, is enormous. So definitely worth the investment and time. Are they excited about the opportunity and they're saying, ooh, I want a piece of this? Or are they saying, eh, I don't understand it, you take it? Oh, no, they're definitely excited if we're speaking to the right people. I think that's what it comes down to. People are quite time poor, so there's been some challenges in getting the right talent into teams. And so it's about picking your moment and having the conversation with the right people in the companies. And there absolutely is excitement behind this opportunity. It's just a question of prioritisation. There's a lot of, you know, priorities happening within retailers every single day. But there's no denying the absolute revenue opportunity that is behind this. And so it does actually need the focus. And, you know, the on-site partners have absolutely proven the margin point gains that can be had around retail media. So I think that's really shifting the focus. It's shifting the excitement level and it's now shifting the teams. I know you guys made a big splash at Grocery Shop. Is there a reason why you're focusing on grocery? Is that just a first category to get going or is it going to be your strategy going forward? We are an omni-channel retail media platform, so we can really support any business with scaling their own media ecosystem, and we do. We do support other verticals, companies, T2C retailers like HelloFresh and Marley Spoon, shopping malls, but we really seen solving for grocery retail, the most complex ecosystem of all of them, and also pharmacy retail, we really are solving for all of them. We have a solution that really speaks to the fragmentation and complexity of the stakeholders and the processes and systems in these grocery and pharmacy retail ecosystems. And so that's why our focus is definitely in that channel. Well, I can understand it. Uh, Grocery really is the test of fire, not only from a margin perspective, it's, you know, a notoriously low margin business where they're always trying to eke out every point that they can. And as you said, it's also very complex and very specialized business. So I would think that once you built it for grocery, you're pretty much good to go anyplace else. Absolutely. And that complexity, it's a great training ground because you really do solve for a number of challenges and we have been doing so for a number of years now. So that really is what excites us most. And as I said to you, it also comes back from my passion and where I started and where this idea was inspired and it was inspired by grocery retail. I started on the brand side. And so from the brand side, I worked with businesses like Whole Foods, Sprouts, and started to see the the fragmentation and the complexity in just trying to book media opportunities and also seeing media opportunities that I wanted to actually book, but weren't actually available. So this is where I, I just saw that retailers were such a sizable media opportunity. And that's really what inspired me around building to solve for the complexity in that ecosystem. In terms of the types of retailers or the tiers of retailers that you work with, are you favoring working with small to mid-size or regional players or the big guys out there? Or is Brand Crush really suitable and I guess scalable for any of those opportunities? Yeah, absolutely. We meet retailers wherever they are on their media monetization journey. So we work with retailers that only have 50 stores and we work with retailers that have 3,000 stores. So for us, the platform is highly scalable and the challenges are the same. And we start with that media strategy and structure. That is our first step 
that we work with on that onboarding with retailers to help them realize their potential. Great. That's pretty much what you have to do these days because, again, everybody's strategies are completely unique and their organizational structures and processes they have so many options and as they exercise those options, it just, you can't really have a template. No, you can absolutely, what we've done is built structure in the architecture of our platform, but the thinking, that strategic thinking, that really needs to be molded around the retailer that you're speaking to because they have their own complexities, their own ecosystem, and we need to respect that, understand that. And then obviously part of transforming that into a software solution is what makes it scalable. And you're based in Australia and obviously becoming a global solution and now targeting and making big inroads in the U.S. market. Are there any big differences that you're seeing in terms of the approach just from a global perspective in different markets? No, I'd say the only difference that I'm seeing between Australia and the U.S. is Australian retailers have probably advanced the in-store opportunity a lot faster. I think there's a huge opportunity in the U.S. market. There's also a lot more stakeholders in the US. So our technology solves for that fragmentation. It's actually such a valuable opportunity to further streamline those stakeholders. So I'd just say that the US market is probably a little bit more fragmented in the way that retailers are working with far more vendors. But otherwise, it's you know the retailers have got quite aligned in terms of what they're looking at. They recognise that they're reaching a ginormous audience reaching them in really highly valuable ways that influence them on their path to purchase. And they have a really sizable opportunity to work with brands to, you know, drive that awareness and conversion for their products in store. It's pretty consistent globally, really. Looking at the bigger picture, obviously, as more retailers jump into the opportunity on a global scale, the competition is getting really fierce. I mean, retailers are obviously competing with ad agencies, traditional ad agencies, And if you follow the ad world, they're feeling the pain and they feel the threat. But now we're quickly moving into a stage where retailers will be fiercely competing with one another for ad dollars. So how do you see all of that shaking out as the field gets more crowded? So let's start with the first question in terms of that competition with ad agencies. We're already seeing that disruption that's happening in that on-site space. You know, it's not just ad agencies that retailers are disrupting. They're really disrupting Meta, Google. Retailers are the new media and they have one thing that ad agencies, Meta and Google just don't have and that's leverage. That's the reality of it. But I think there's always going to be a place for strategic and creative agencies and so we're going to start to see new services really start to unlock as a result of retailers becoming and really immersing themselves more 360-degree new media opportunity. So I think it's going to be a really exciting landscape and I think there's going to be a lot of room for a number of parties. So there's room for everyone in some capacity. In some capacity, exactly. Definitely, if you like anything in life and any business in life, if you stand still, that's not a good move in regards to this environment. So I think it's very much looking at what retailers are unlocking and understanding what is my role, where can I add value? If you can't add value, then you should be really rethinking your strategy. Absolutely. That's a really great way to wrap things up. I end every interview with one question that I'll post to you now, Teresa. What's next? You know, I'm going to simplify that and just say more conversations. We're here to help retailers realize its potential. And it really starts with bringing their teams together and having these conversations to think big. It's putting those conversations into practice. And I think that's the challenge when you 
as I said before, these retailers are time poor. There's lots of priorities happening. They see the opportunity ahead of them, but it's that path to realise the opportunity and that's the conversation that we're talking about. It's saying there is an opportunity if you really look at this holistically. What is your vision in terms of achieving this? And then like mapping that through to execution. It's conversations that turn into action. That's really what's next for us. Great. Well, thank you so much, Teresa, for breaking all this down and providing some insights on this fast-moving opportunity. So I'm really looking forward to following your progress here in the U.S., especially as you make inroads here. And I encourage everyone to visit brandcrush.com to check out the work that Teresa and her team are doing and to learn more about the world of retail media in general. You'll find some more links on the show notes, so make sure to check it out. And thank you for being here, Teresa. I hope you'll come back. Absolutely. Thank you, Carol. Been so good to chat with you today. Yeah, my pleasure. On that note, we'll wrap up this episode of Speakerman Speaks Retail. If you like what you're hearing, please subscribe through your favorite podcast platform. And in the meantime, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm Retail Expert, X-P-E-R-T. And you can check out my media updates and speaking gigs at speakermanretail.com. Thanks so much for joining and see you next time.